Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Today, I am absolutely delighted to have the authors of the book, The Power of Play, Optimize Your Joy Potential, here to share the secret of creating a play mindset that sparks meaning, loving connections, mastery, and laughs. Dr. Elaine O'Brien and Andrea Sadel are international award-winning fitness professionals and two leading voices advancing the science of applied positive psychology and the art of well-being. Elaine and Andrea are devoted to sharing the science and ways to enhance your life through play. And I just have to say, being a person who has been in the positive psychology world um, for a few years now, Andrea and Elaine, like, I feel like this is a real coup to get them on the She Flourishes podcast because these two are powerhouses as women in the field of positive psychology. And so um, I am just so thrilled to have them here today. And I want to tell you a little bit about each of them individually, and then we'll we'll dive right in. So Andrea Sadel is the founder of Live Life Happy Publishing, and she holds a degree in psychology with postgraduate studies in positive psychology and resilience training. And she's lovingly nicknamed the book doula because she helps coaches, psychology experts, and entrepreneurs give birth to books. And Dr. Elaine O'Brien has a PhD in human movement psychology and a master's in applied positive psychology. She's a professor of positive psychology across the lifespan and is known for her contributions to positive health, so much so that recently Dr. Martin Seligman stated that Dr. O'Brien's work advances the role of the body and positive movement in helping people achieve flourishing through um, flourishing mental health, physical fitness, and positivity. So welcome to the show, Andrea and Elaine. Yay! Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> what a treat to see gorgeous you and like what a role Aww. model of fun and play you are, Brenda. So thank you. Uh, thank you. I'm just so thrilled because when you said, when I saw that you were coming out with this book, so um, I'm holding it up. I know where, we're, um, you know, mainly people are listening to us, but it's a beautiful book and it's so well written. And I love how not only do you talk about the background and the psychology behind the power of play, but that you also give really like hundreds of practical ideas and suggestions for how like there's no shortage of ways so for people who say I don't know what brings me joy or what brings me pleasure how to have fun um you know this book is is a plethora of all the ideas for how to have more fun in your life wow so thank you so much you're Um, welcome we we agree Uh, it was our goal to really give it uh, applications a point of view after the research and the theory but to give people something they could personalize to have more fun in their lives in their communities in their families and again the idea of grown-up play is really important because that's such a large span of our lives yes and you know so maybe you could say a little bit more about what inspired you to write this book 
Oh my gosh. Well, it was also super fun writing the book. Like I remember I was sitting in Starbucks one time and I had a big smile on my face because I was thinking all these spontaneous activities. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I've done this. Or, oh yeah, remember when this happened? Or like just coming up with so so much fun to create this book. But what inspired us is that it's very much for me personally, it's a way of life for me is to add play. And I actually have this slogan in my life because I have been through a lot of challenge and struggle, just like everyone. And um, play is that one element. And I have this slogan that, you know, let joy be your magnet. And so I really do let joy kind of pull me in the direction of where I want to go. And then I noticed too, that I would languish when I, I wasn't integrating so like so much any joy or play into my life. It's when it becomes monotonous and just the to-do list. Um, mm-hmm. So when you integrate play um, is such an amazing way to safeguard your mental health and just, and help you with your well being and help you through those tough times even. So I knew that this is something that needed to get out to the world because it has helped me so tremendously. Mm, And I love that idea of letting joy be your magnet. Is that what you said? I love that. And, and I think that, you know, it's, some people might be saying, oh, play, that's really frivolous. And yet there is a strong connection between human flourishing and play. And being as we're on the She Flourishes podcast here, and we're talking about how women and and individuals who identify as women um, can flourish in their lives, I think we would be remiss to not talk about play. So I was so excited when you came out with this book. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, because, you know, a lot of women will say, like, I don't really know what brings me joy, or I don't really know what you're talking about when you're talking about play. And, you know, why is it that you think that, you know, and myself included, like we, we kind of forget how to play. And why do you think it is that we suddenly don't make that a priority in our life? And why do we forget? What a question. I mean, I think that we don't prioritize it because it's like that negativity bias that we go to the negative so much but I like I had a joyful mammogram today. And the reason that it was so wonderful was I, I went in and engaged with the um, the person at the counter and it was lovely. And she told me about her life and it was so nice. And she lit up. And then when I had my um, the actual mammogram, the woman was this gorgeous, wonderful person. And, and we just started talking and she told me that I made her day. And by being like a little bit more playful, right? So that I think a lot of times in play, we're good role models and we can give out because we have, you know, as Louisa Joel talks about uh, confidence, right? Um, mm-hmm. Our friend who actually introduced us talked about, um, you know, that how we carry ourselves and just, and being more playful. And, you know, Andrea and I had wrote a lot together and it was so much fun. And again, like writing parts of the book, it was just like, I would be um, having a smile, but I, I have got, gotten caught smiling when I do laundry as well. Mm. So (laughs) you'll never catch me smiling doing laundry. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm smiling during a mammogram live. (laughs) But we're smiling now, laughing about it after. But isn't that interesting though, like how you can bring a joyful mindset or that play mindset uh, to even something like a mammogram or, um, and Andrea, I know, well, and in the book, you do talk about like laundry, how like maybe it's gamifying it, or it's like, at you know, a playlist or something that you can listen to as you're doing even those, those mundane tasks. Um, but you know, 
when I think about play, um, and just sort of thinking about, so if people listening are like, okay, like play, it's really, you know, it's kind of frivolous. Like I've got important things to do and they're talking about play and, but maybe it, it might help people to understand the importance if they think a little bit about like what happens when we don't play, like what happens if we let all those other things pile up and we just, we don't make play a priority. You're so right, Brenda. And, and circling back to your question before of what gets in the way and oh, we have a yeah. whole chapter on the barriers yes. of play. And you're right. Like sometimes we think it takes money to have fun or it takes too much time. It's like, I have so much to do. It's like, I can't play. And, you know, and I have to, do I have to plan it? Like I I do have to plan it all out to have fun. And, um, and sometimes we just take things too seriously or we have like, you know, even, even like priorities. It's like, I can't put play on the top of the priority list when I have X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. to look after. And Mm -hmm. so to your point is like, yeah, there's a lot of things that can come in the way or get in the way of play and joy, but that's what we hope to do in this book is make a really big like argument for the power of play. And um, play is so important in so many ways because it does. And it's been scientifically shown to improve creativity, to help us through traumatic times, to enhance positive emotions, to deepen connections with other people and, and deepen relationships and, and just make us feel, uh, have, have higher quality connections. Not to mention play sometimes brings more activity and movement and puts us into flow state and engages us in our life. So I think that our book really does make a case for the power of play to realize, holy smokes, there's so many ways that I can be playing and so many ways that I can add joy to my life that is actually going to safeguard my mental health and is going to help me and my well-being. And so mm-hmm. we kind of hope to make a, such a big case for play that it's mm-hmm. like any barriers or obstacles that maybe, you know, so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like let's adopt this mindset, this growth mindset around play. How can I add more play into my day? How can I block it into the scheduler? What are the ways that I actually have fun? And just remembering what those are, investigating new ways to have fun. It's healing. We talk about the um, psychoneuroimmunology and uh, the work of Norman Cousins and how you know he was very sick and he used laughter and humor and play to engage. So that's a huge benefit for people of all ages. And again, for grownups, it's great for learning. And again, building brain connections, one of the best thing you can do is for the, the neurons and the circuitry of your brains is to have a laugh or have that um, novelty of the, all the different types of play there are. And I love everything that Andrea said. It's just like so heartwarming to think that this could be something, you know, this is positive psychology, right? So mm-hmm. we look at science of it. We, we um, argue, I don't even like the word argue, but we try to present the word, you know, like about why it is so important. And you can you can even integrate it into your life. Like in the example of the mammogram, you know, just make it a more fun, you know, instead of a scarogram, you go in there, you do your business and then you're, you know, but, you know, blocking time for play as a priority, you have the opportunity to engage with people. And that's one of the most important parts of our flourishing. And mm-hmm. as women, like we were a little better at than men, but as we age, you know, in our, our, um, our tribe, thins out a little bit to make engagement and through play is is a practical way, whether it's in your community center or, you know, like on the pickleball court or playing a game night. Um, So yeah, it's just so 
great that you want to spotlight this topic, Brenda. And, and speaking of pickleball, oh my goodness, I'm hearing so much about this. Um, my sister has started playing and she's obsessed and she's like, you have to start playing pickleball. And so after reading your book, I'm like even more inspired to, I'm going to sign up for pickleball. <laughs> but that's like, that's a great example, right? And 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 this whole idea too about, I was thinking at, in, throughout the book too about how play must keep us young. Like it must. So is there science around that too? Like you're talking about the aging brain and is there, and, and as we get older, is there, does this help us to stay more youthful or keep our brains younger? I, I mean, I'll take that one. I, I had the opportunity to uh, speak on zesty aging um, as an invited speaker for University of Pennsylvania, Master of Applied Positive Psychology mm-hmm. Summit um, this past October. So um, I I will be like, it's really, it's a slippery slope around aging, right? So I came out um, and admitted that I'll be 70. It was in August. What? Yeah. So, I mean, and that the whole age. Okay. For those of you who can't see her like this, I have to pause here. My jaw, I just have to pick my job off the floor because (laughs) Elaine does not look like she's going to be 70 in August at all. So go ahead, Elaine. Sorry, I just had a moment. You know, that answers your question right there. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Who needs you young? (laughs) I'm going to take that as a compliment, but my fellow um, invited presenter, we were on this panel with Arthur Brooks, who was, after he spoke, there was a break and we were so happy um, to have a pause in that time because he was so fabulous. But Ellen speaks about ageism and she feels like this, like that I should be proud that I'm 80, uh, no, 70. <laughs> I'd be really proud if I was 80. <laughs> but, um, the, and that just like, that this is what this age looks like. And again, like with ageism, it's such a confusing thing and not to get off track. But so let me say yes to your answer. And also um, around the book, um, we do talk about sex and intimacy. And um, that was another question Martin Seligman asked me is, was about sex and oh. having sex okay. in front of this audience. So my answer was just yes. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think about all this? <laughs> well, yeah, we talk a lot about this in the book, but I again, mm-hmm. it helps us with neurogenesis. It helps us create new cognitive pathways. It keeps us vibrant and energetic. It infuses us with vitality. If you think about the last time you played, chances are maybe you're walking in nature. Maybe you're like you, Brenda, you know, skiing at the Caledon Ski Club or, Mm -hmm. you know, and then and also I want to highlight your growth mindset around I'm going to try pickleball. I'm so curious about that Mm -hmm. being curious around that and really um and so yeah i think that it there's a lot of elements to play that contribute to our vitality right at any age it contributes mm-hmm. to our well-being our vitality engaging in relationships everything that makes us feel alive mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i was laughing i think at some point you were saying so at one of the things it says on the cover of the book is a spontaneous playbook for grown-ups and i think at one point you had like a play gr- a playbook for grownups or something and adult play adult play. Yeah. yeah. so speaking like, of sex I think maybe people are there might have been people so you added the spontaneous in there so that people realize okay like yes that's one of the chapters there is a chapter on intimacy in here um for those of you that are curious and um and it um but it's this whole idea of not you know lots of different ways to add play into our lives and uh and tell us about that word spontaneous too I just I wanted to ask about that 
it's we just we just came up with it because we wanted to combine this idea of spontaneous but also fun and there's a whole chapter and i'm a big advocate of trying new things and novelty and mm. um exploration and curiosity and so that's one of the chapters and it's almost like every single one of these activities is fun and, and can be spontaneous and so we thought wouldn't it be neat to make the all the activities throughout the books and the suggestions and just call them spontaneous activities mm. and so anything you can try on, see how you like it and, you know, leave mm-hmm. what you don't. And um, so we kind of came up with that when we came into that novelty idea of like, um, you know, for me, it's like, okay, like what way should I drive home today? Or like, let's try a new mm-hmm. recipe in a different grocery store, you know, things like that. It's really, it's almost, it's spontaneous, but it's fun at the same token. Cause it's like, oh, I never tried this toothpaste or something. It's like, and you know, so it's all kinds of things to add, you can add into your life and it's playful. Mm-hmm. And I was really fascinated by um, one of the things you list in there are the different types of play. And you list about, I don't know, 10 or 12, like that there's active play and adventurous play. And like you distinguish between the different types of play. And I found that really valuable because sometimes I think um, we sort of we have we're sort of narrow minded about what we think play is. So do you want to share what some of those different types of play are just for our listeners who are thinking, oh, does this mean I have to ski or, or, um, you know, do a sport, something new? Um, you know, what, what are some of the different types just to kind of show them the breadth of the different types of play? Yeah, you're so right. And um, the other thing is, is like maybe sitting down and playing a game or doing like Sudoku or like backgammon or like it doesn't have to be like going for magical hypes up, up a mountain or things like that too, right? So I love that you brought that up because if there are different, there's so many different types of plays. There's volunteer, like you can volunteer, you can play with volunteering. Um, you can play with um, storytelling or be like my dad, like theatrical or interactive play or a pretend play or experimental play, like, and just for the sheer enjoyment of it play. Um, there's just so many ways to play. And I know Elaine can add, and we we talked a little bit about um, multiple intelligence also as a way to inspire different types of play. So musical play, right? Linguistic, like play with journaling or play with, uh, if you're really, you know, if you love visual spatial, you can like maybe imagine or play with visualization, which is one of the chapters is playing with your mind. And mm-hmm. so Elaine, I know you're, you love this topic. So I'm going to let you I take I love that. it so much. <laughs> That um, you, you asked about that, and I was going to also mention Harold Gardner's multiple intelligences. But you know, I know mm-hmm. that um, Brenda, you're an advocate for the outdoors. Like, I think there's two points about this. Um, one is that during the day or during our week, we might want to do different types of play, right? And that's really exciting. Again, as Andrew talked about that engagement, because it relieves, you know, the potential for boredom, it adds complexity, gives you new skill sets, it creates new learning opportunities, you're engaging with different people. And then the other thing is that maybe a certain, um, there's a theory about like, what kind of personality you are might indicate like what kind of fitness activity you might like. So if you're Mm. combative person, maybe you like kickboxing. If you're more serene and chill, maybe you do yoga. So you could even think about that. Like what is your play personality and maybe even start there. And um, I I think that that's really helpful. And and thank you. I love that chapter as well. And we pulled some of that from children's play. So, you know, we can learn a lot. um, And again, across generations, but I just want to say, One more thing. I know that I mentioned you love nature, Brenda. And can you tell me 
Andrea brought up journaling, and I read that you've been keeping a journal since age five. Is that true? Since grade five. Since grade five. Since grade five. I have kept a journal since grade five. I wonder where you read that or heard that. So yes, um, not not everybody knows. That's some some deep research because not everybody knows that about me. Um, so cool. Yeah. I do now. <laughs> yes, and it's true. And so when I was in grade five, do you remember reading um, the Judy Bloom? I was an avid reader as well. So do you remember the Judy Bloom yes. books? And remember, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yes. And so I got, I don't know if it's for my birthday or if I bought it myself, <laughs> but um, the uh, Judy Bloom diary. I got a, somehow I ended up with this Judy Bloom diary. And I started writing in this diary, um, journaling. And I like, and it was so great because remember those little journals that had the lock on them? And they always were like, you know, January 1st, January 2nd. And then I would always like miss, you know, a month <laughs> and then think, well, that, that, this doesn't working. And whereas this Judy Bloom diary was just, I don't think it had any dates in it. I think that was the secret. And so I just ended up whenever I was feeling, um, oftentimes it was when I was feeling like upset about something or unsure, trying to make a decision. And even my little, however, how old are you? 10, I guess, 10 or 11 year old self um, started. I, I love to write and I love to read. And I just started writing all of these things down. So yes, journaling um, has been a, a huge part. And I'm a big journaler now too. Oh, that's so great. Books of them. You know, the research, Penny Baker, um, who will be speaking for um, International Positive Psychology Association. Um, maybe we could put that in the show notes or something. Mm-hmm. Talks about the healing power of writing. And there's so much goodness. And of course, Andrea's the writing, the book doula. So it's just very brilliant. I love that um, piece about you. And that's why you're so mm-hmm. And you, you made it playful, right? And then also you can play with journaling, right? Like get some journal prompts or get really cute journals, like from, you know, the office supply store, they've got so many varieties or order it online and get really excited about the different colors of the covers and get fun pens. And, you know, so you can also make journaling really, really playful or part of your ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea, you were so speaking my language. Like I love, that was another thing as a kid, like I could not go buy an office supply store. (laughs) I'm such a geek or or like a stationary store. Like as a kid, I like, I loved those stores because they had the pens and the journals. Do you guys? (laughs) Oh yeah. Did did you get excited when it was like August when it's getting close to school because you get to get all new like binders and books and pens. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think about all that stuff. So, okay. So you guys get it. You guys get it. (laughs) Yeah. And we we talk about that, about writing and, you know, Mm -hmm. the things that, so again, thank you for pointing out about the activities too, because to me, that's something that there's so many things you can try that there's something for everybody. And, and that, yes. what's coming up for me too, as we're talking about this is that, and this is what we talked about in the book is that play means th- different things to everyone. Mm-hmm. So what's fun for one person may not be fun for another. And so it's really investigating your own joy, joy potential. So we do have some quizzes in there and some reflective questions and ways to really investigate. So you can create your own joy list or joy jar and just like figure out what it is that really brings joy to your life. How do you play? How would you like to play? 
or even who's inspiring you maybe on the internet or like mm-hmm. on in social media. It's like, oh, I like that she's doing that. I want to do that. Like more of that for me, please. Like yes. those can be clues into how you like to play and what, you know, and it doesn't have to be grandiose things. It could be as simple as, wow, you know what? I see that girl snowboarding. I've always wanted to try snowboarding. I'm going to go and sign up for a lesson or, you know, something along yes. those lines. Like you, it's amazing where you can get inspired, but having that mindset and awareness of the power of play will help you kind of put those glasses on or that inspector yes. glasses to find what it is that means for you. Yes. You know, and even seeing um, Brenda's pictures, uh, sn- uh, skiing with your group, it was just like, I don't know if I said this already, but it was so inspiring. I was like, I got to get outside. And so I took mm-hmm. a brisk walk, even though it was freezing. So thank you for encouraging me to get out without even probably knowing it. Oh. You know, well, that's, that's, uh, that's a big deal because so Elaine is like Miss like fitness and does all this activity. So that's great to know. I was even able to inspire you to, oh. to get out and be active. And I do, I love nature, but one thing I found with, it's kind of like, you know, how we make the same recipes all the time. Maybe you don't, because Andrea, you talked about the new recipe. But I realized in looking at that list of all the different types of play is that I kind of have my go-tos. And it made me wonder, like, maybe I, well, not like not even just wonder. I think it would be a good thing. Like I was inspired to think, oh, like play isn't just when I when I go skiing or when I get together with friends, it's, you know, play can be all these other things. And so I was really inspired by that. And I I think I noticed that a lot of my, what I'm thinking is play. And I don't know if you find this like um, for other women, but I'm like, oh, it's like going out for dinner or getting together for friends to have a glass of wine. And it was more of the social stuff that when I really look at it, there's so many more ways to be creative. Like, you know, we're, do you find that, that people kind of have their tried and true, but that they, you know, maybe as we age, we only have maybe those, the smallest of things that we do. And we could really expand that. I love that you bring that up. And it's so true. The tried and true, keep those. Yes, for <laughs> yes. sure. Then you, okay. can, you can build on them, right? And like, even for example, you can make theme nights with having friends over or like mm. have a special like, okay, like let's have a Thai evening and make like special Thai food if you've never done it or if you have and you just want to make a theme or let's all wear sparkly dresses tonight when we go out or like you can make mm. things playful and fun and you can you can deepen it and, and explore and play even more and just like, yeah, and try new things and, and keep adding to it, right? Like you can make an event out of anything. We were talking about this with my mom, even mm-hmm. when my braces came off, we use this as an example. She had a big party. She had all the candy that I couldn't eat while I had the braces. And she made an event out of what most people maybe don't make an event out of. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> I when I read that and I thought, oh, what a great idea. Like, and how sweet your mom sounds amazing. Like that she would have done that for you. And you're right. Even just making a uh, celebrating all those little milestones along the way. And I am big on, I love celebrating um, successes, but also remembering to celebrate those, those little things too, that, um, along the way. So one of the things I love that you talk about is um, making play a habit. So um, so let's say people are listening and they're like, okay, I've bought in. I need more play in my life. I want to do this to, to flourish. Um, what are some things people can do? Like they have their joy jar or joy journal or whatever and looking for ways. But how can you start to actually really, you know, instead of thinking it's a good idea to actually put it into practice? I, I think one thought is around um, play 
with a purpose or play for a purpose. Mm. So if there's like a deeper meaning around that or a, a deeper incentive to play where we can help or heal ourselves and other people through our actions. So I, in our book, we talk about plogging, going for a walk on the beach, bringing your trash bag and picking up litter, which is a part of um, a co- growing culture uh, started in Scandinavia. And just um, being maybe a race for the cure, join fr- forces with friends to prepare for a, a, a walk or do a nature walk. And um, even just different ways that you can play it forward, which is one of the chapters I really like. Um, and we, we uh, use Action for Happiness, that amazing group in the UK that uh, is really reaching millions of people with their initiatives. So I, I think on the, you know, on the bigger scale that those are things that are aspirational. And then there are like more um, like uh, lower hanging fruit habits that we could do, which is again, to integrate it in our life or make it a priority on our to-do list to like have some fun today. Andrew, what do you think? I know you have a lot of ideas about building happy habits as well. Yeah, I'm obsessed with habits and habit tracking. And um, so, and as we have this, habits have this compound effect. So the more we do something, right, if we plan on, say we say, okay, I know I want to start getting fresh air every day. That's how I'm going to start playing. So if we know that like how I'm going to start playing this week is I'm going to get fresh air. And it's like every single day. So you have that wonderful little, I always make these cute charts in my calendars. It's like the habit is getting fresh air. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then you check it off as you do it. Even that's playful. Like habit tracking is playful. It's fun. And so um, getting specific on maybe what it is that you want to add in and how you're going to start playing. And we kind of walk people through that in the book too, to figure out like the, what they want to start integrating, what play looks like for them. And then it's just about making it so you remember, like, so you remember it, make it easy so you can implement it, right? So maybe you have your shoes to go outside, like right by the door, or you have your outfit if it's you're in a cold environment. For me, I got my snow pants, my winter puffy jacket, my hat and gloves all in one spot. I just have to pull it down, mm. throw it on, and it's really easy to go out. So Perfect. I make it easy. I'm, and it's so satisfying. I breathe in the fresh air and I think about and I stay mindful while I'm walking. And and so what's great about play is that it taps into that hab- natural habit formation, according to Dar- Charles Duhigg and um, James Clear with Atomic Habits. And it draws on this idea that you want it to be satisfying. And play is in and of itself so satisfying satisfying Um, because usually we go into awe state or we go into flow state and we, you know, um, it's social. So play in and of itself is almost rewarding. So it's almost easy to make it a habit. It's just putting that effort in to have that growth, growth mindset, a happy habit. That's right, Elaine. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a spiral up and also to build a habit, you can have accountability with a partner. Okay. And then just make it more fun, you know, have those play dates, um, with people frequently. Mm -hmm. I love those ideas. Can I also say along, um, we've been working really hard on this uh, fun tracker that was kind of um, suggested by one of our um, editors, Catherine Britton, and it's beautiful and it will be available on the powerplay.fun website. Remember the fun. So Mm -hmm. powerplay.fun and it is beautiful. Um, We're so excited to share that. Is Um, it ready to go now? The fun tracker? So it'll be up, I would say probably in two days. Oh, okay. So maybe- but if people put it, if they put their email address, they'll get it anyway. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay. So they can go in now and put it in. Yes, they'll get absolutely. It. Thank you, Andrea. 
That's yeah. great. Okay. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> we're Good. ready. Okay. That's wonderful. So for people that want to really, you know, start tracking their play, like that, what a great way to do it and to make it fun and interesting. I, I think that's fabulous. What a great idea. And I was thinking earlier, like as you were talking about why play is important, I was thinking laughing to myself a little bit thinking like if kids were listening to us right now they'd be like what's wrong <laughs> what's wrong with them why did they stop playing exactly like, why why do they have to like think about playing like why like why play because it's fun like hello right why is it that we have to like spend you know think so much about it and buy in because but as kids it's so natural right they don't think about it yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's almost like, what, like, why are you doing that? If you say it makes you happy and it's fun, like, it's like, okay, I understand now. Everyone understands that. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. I know for me, uh, once I got a puppy, my life changed. Like I, I was thought I was having fun, but I, I didn't even know how much fun I was going to have. So it's just like so lovely that in, by observing, right, others at play or seeing Lola running around and just smelling everything or trying to catch a butterfly, it just makes you, it lightens you up. And I think that mm-hmm. there could be a play legacy effect where I know like Andrea is really playful. And so we would get off the phone or off our call and it'd be just like, oh, this is, you know, like it, it just lasts for hours. Just like when you have a fitness about you have those benefits for hours after so i think it's just like um as barbara Fredrickson would say a, an upward spiral of goodness you know that mm. that good play is really yes just life-giving mm-hmm. it really really is and i know um and speaking of that like the um play it forward and meaning and purpose there's a group of us that uh for the last um i think three years now we have done a, or no, the last couple of years, we have done a sunrise challenge for CAMH, for the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto. And uh, the challenge is, is to get up and watch the sunrise. And so we have a group of women that comes together and we raise money. So this past year, we raised $12,000 and we would get up and we would be like, speaking of play, just doing that together as a group, we would be laughing and having so much fun. And, and then as the sun came up, everyone would get really silent. And there would be that moment of transcendence and awe and just so many of the things you're talking about. Um, so, you know, we really and we didn't necessarily start it as a like to say, oh, let's have fun and let's play. It just it really turned into that. So um, it's it's something that um when I, when I'm thinking about what you're talking about, like that's been something really, really joyful and really um, a way to play. As well. oh my gosh, that, I just want to celebrate that. That's incredible. And yeah, that is playing it forward. And you actually went in just thinking it's a good cause and then look at yeah. how much joy it brought you in your life and all the women, other people with you. So amazing. So amazing. Yeah, it really you did. Were all lit up talking about it too. Yeah. It's so yeah. lovely. I just, the wonderment around it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we all really needed it after COVID. That was the other thing. So, um, so I, one of the questions I always ask everyone on the podcast is what is one thing that you would really recommend that women do to flourish? And I, you know, everything we've been talking about here today is to help women flourish, but if there's one thing you want to leave women with, what would you say? I would, I would circle back to my slogan is let joy be your magnet and, you know, go, go in that direction. And, uh, and then it will, it won't lead you wrong. <laughs> mm, 
Beautiful. Thank you, Andrea. I love that so much, Andrea. I, I, I actually have three little ones. Um, so, <laughs> um, ha- have play every day. I think if you can do that. And I want to say that you inspired this next one is, um, Brenda, it's just like try and lift up women, especially lift up other people, recognize their strengths, you know, their, their struggles, their challenges, or in their beauty and grace. And I think that will really help each of us like to really be more um, flourishing. And then the last thing for me in my life, I would say is just take a pause when um, we get so busy and, you know, just even trying to figure things out. And sometimes if you just like, again, take a breath and just exhale out and breathe in and um, whether it's on a, a day or if you're trying to take a, maybe a job change or something. And then um, it, it really just helps you have more clarity. Mm-hmm. And again, you smile at the world. I think that is one of the best things you could do because um, I don't know if it's true, but I think the smile you send returns to you in a big way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That Those are all really wonderful, wonderful ideas um, to share. And uh, so let joy be your magnet, um, having fun every day, lifting up other women and taking time to pause such such great gems. Thank you. And so I'm sure that women listening to this or our listeners are going to be so inspired to add more play to their life. So maybe you can tell us um, one, how they can get a copy of your book and secondly, how they can connect with the two of you. Yeah. Well, our book is available wherever you purchase your books. So we have hardcover copies, paperback and Kindle versions. And um, for me, you can reach me at andreaseidel.com or livelifehappypublishing.com. And obviously our joint, our our book website too is thepowerofplay.fun. Don't forget the fun. It's not mm-hmm. .com, it's fun. <laughs> and yeah, and I would, you know, if anyone wants to reach out and get that fun tracker, it's, um, we would love to share it. it, it it's actually great inspiration. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And, and for me, um, I, I would also say you can go to amazon.com and the power of play, optimize your joy potential. Or if you um, put the power of play, O'Brien, it will come up. And then I'm uh, Elaine O'Brien, phd.com for my website. And again, please check out the joy tracker or the fun tracker. Well, it's which mm-hmm. will bring joy. <laughs> yes. So I will put all of those links in the show notes so people can click on them and, and they can get the fun tracker and they can connect with both of you and, uh, and um, get a copy of your book as well. So thank you, the two of you. Wow, this has just been so much fun. And the time has flown by. And thank you so much for being my guest today and for sharing all of this information about the power of play. I know it's going to have such a positive impact on everyone that listens. Thank you. What a treat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Brenda, for your podcast and everything that you're doing, helping women flourish. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.